welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. JT, we just did your pirate room. Successfully, Thank you so much. question yeah, mark? Successfully, question mark. I don't know how much I kept our failure. I may have cut our failure out of the final edit because we succeeded at the room and we failed at the role play. But thank you so much. That was wonderful. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. And um, you solved all the puzzles. I think you solved the room. You won. The, we, I think you we won the room. Appropriately did the room. <laughs> Those jam mermaids saved us. It yeah, was you fine. were a we little, have... perhaps a little too kind to us with your yes ending of all of the stupid stuff we said. <laughs> I have gotten notes in the past of, well, I investigated closely. Just because I didn't specify underneath doesn't mean I shouldn't, like, <laughs> so anytime you investigate it closer, I, I gave you something because that's what <laughs> I've been trained to do. Ah, but you shouldn't have given us the jam. That's what, That was your fatal flaw. <laughs> I yeah. took it back. <laughs> I do want to say, because this has been not bugging me, but I've been noticing it since the beginning. Because of where Bill's pop filter is, on the screen, he, it looks like he's had eye patch the entire episode. <laughs> ah, you're right. I could have leaned All into it. All intentional. Did everything on purpose. <laughs> Man, I'd hate to have an eye patch that's there as a pop filter. Because what's going on with your eye if you need to be careful of, what's, oh, of the dear. air that's coming out that of it? That sounds just right for someone who needs an eye patch. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Fun fact. Uh, we were canonically, as our characters in this room, from Tortuga, which means turtle. Which does mean turtle. They're everywhere. There are turtles everywhere in the room. I also didn't know that. It was just a name I recognized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a lot of fun with this one. I thought it was really, uh, it's a its a very nice kind of pirate shippy room. It was a great fun room. It was very satisfying to be able to do piratey things, like use cannons, etc. And notably... Very different from the other pirate rooms we've done, which that is true as well. It's great how this can keep happening. You can just put on one theme, one setting, and you're still gonna get a different room for every designer, which is awesome. I, like I you listen... noticed this, right? That you yeah, you've listened to I, the other pirate rooms. I listened to the pirate room, and I was like, I was concerned by the things that we had in common. But then I was like, oh, her room is essentially they're trapped in the captain's quarter. I need to find a way to signal um, the crew. Mm. Here you're trying to break into the captain's quarter. And I was, yeah, it's amazing what you can do. Mm. Please. Uh, so you were saying that, like, obviously a big part of the inspiration for the room was because that was the setting of our We arbitrarily chose pirate uh, room and that sparked something that made your creative brain realize it had awesome ideas. But is yes. that, what was like the, the first steps to making the room? Like how much of the structure of it did you make? like following along with that room or did you come up with what you like how did you build yeah, the room tell us there? about your process give us a story i sort of did what um danny said to do in that video where i was like okay a pirate ship what's on a pirate ship um there's a flag there's a ship's wheel there's a mast there's wigging there's like that crosshatch deck let me look up some google image pirate <laughs> ship decks what's 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 there and most rooms have a good secondary room. So the captain's quarter would probably mm. be the secondary room. Let me look at some pictures and think, okay, what would be here that I could use? Yeah, and fantastic. And then it was like just making different connections. Oh, a ship's, wheel, a ship's wheel is round and so is a clock. Let me combine those. Perfect. I, yeah, I love that. I'm also, it's really nice to hear that the methods seem to work for you because a decent amount of designers have said, oh yeah, I looked at the way that Danny designed her rooms. I gave it a go and I realized that was totally not for me and I had to do it completely differently. I have made three escape rooms. <gasps> the other two are actually 
and MAM for the COVID years where all like um, camping events became virtual events. Ah, uh, cool. So they're playable in like Google Form. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, they also are the same way. What's my environment and what's in the environment I could potentially use? Yeah, that's awesome. And it is good when you have a thing like that because nothing feels, and this room is the same, nothing felt like it was out of place or kind of just there to be a puzzle or anything like that. So no, that's true. Nice. Like, there were, it just felt, yep, this is a pirate ship. Everything makes sense here. Nothing took me out of this room yeah, at all. Yeah, right. it all felt very much in place, which is good. It's a, good, it's a nice approach to building the room is, is the first question mm. is what is there. Um, I would like to ask, we never really used the the bed did we <laughs> we jumped no, on it we had not. fun is there a use for the bed within the room or is it there because you needed a you, is it you the, think one the of the frustrating things like rooms? how i hate chairs now it was mainly to add in a red herring gotcha fair i mean i learned after my first playthrough of this to not describe the chair at the desk yep yes yeah because <laughs> it would have had the same role of us being like the chair we haven't used that chair but yeah you're in a captain's quarters is there really going to not be a bed? Like, it would true. be wild, but... So the bed, the window, <laughs> I think there's one or two other things that are just there for ambiance, and I mm. tried to like put in a little funny um, description of it to make it still entertaining, still mm. serve a role in the game, even if it wasn't a role in the puzzle. Sure. Absolutely. Like the jam. Yeah, the the only thing that I would do now, I think I've just come up with this on the spot <laughs> sure. as to how I wouldn't use that in my next games if I have a chair or a bed or something that has to be there and makes sense for the ambience but doesn't have a direct puzzle associated with it. Um, so for this room, I would say our captain, he finds us, he comes on board to take the treasure. Damn, that's a fine bed and he wants it. Doesn't make any difference to the room or anything, but it just means, oh, it is there because the captain wants it later. He's oh, going to okay. take it. Oh, so there's like payoff at the end. Exactly. Just yeah, like throw it a little bit in the story. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice kind of uh, uh, application of that. Like, so that at the end, it feels like it had value, even though you still didn't use it for anything and it was still pretty. Yeah, I, I, it could be a thing. Yeah, the only problem is like for a bed, that makes sense. Everyone wants a good bed. No one wants a for chair. For a chair, that doesn't make no any sense chairs. unless you describe the chair and um, you deliberately don't want to describe the chair. Damn it. And to be fair, I think of my first players that actually talked to their own captain afterwards <laughs> and kept the game going. <laughs> if we hadn't set it all on fire, he very well could have taken the bed. Exactly. Uh, was there anything, so you talk about other people who played the room, playtested the room and did all this. Was there anything major that changed as you were developing the room from, from its initial thing into, like, did the playtest have much of an effect on the design? Not especially. They it mainly had a lot to do with how um, I ran the room. Mm. Things like we mentioned before, where if you examined something closer than the initial description, I gave it to you, even if you didn't actually um, look underneath or yeah, yeah, like you're looking a... at the cannons, but you didn't say you looked underneath them. And the first again, first time I played. I was like, well, you don't look underneath. And they were like, oh, come on. And I was like, okay, sorry, friends. Don't be mad at me. It's a fine line to draw with that one. Because there are some things like a bed. It is, I think, very reasonable to not automatically give a look under bed. But for looking under other things, like for a cannon, I agree. I don't know how much I would have thought to look under a cannon because I don't know enough about cannons. Mm. And it is also one of those things. And I think you have changed this yourself, Danny. If you compare like our first season to 
our current seasons is that I feel like early on you had more of that, more of like you have to tell me exactly where you're looking. Mm. Um, and now it's like, well, look, you just look at it, right? Because in real life, it's like I look at it, you know. In, in an audio context, it's kind of a bit hard to be like, well, I look at the thing and under it and over it and inside it and around it and in the wheels. and like, you I just, still do I that just for ev- You still do that for every bed, though. True, but I, you that's did, yeah, because so I, 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 like, beds are sometimes a bit yeah. different. But, I, but for other things, it's just like, I think during our playtest, I do a lot more just like, all right, can I check that, like, thoroughly? Is there anything, you know, in, under, around? Um, because it isn't, because it kind of is one of those things that's hard in an audio thing, like, that everyone, when someone says, I look at this thing, and if it is just left at, I look at this thing, it is difficult to know what that means in the different people's heads, in yeah. the GM's head versus the player's head. And I head. think we have erred on giving it to people more because it's like, that isn't necessarily, generally, it isn't like fun, I suppose, to be like, I look at it. I also crane my head around and look in a, cra- like, it's like, no, I'm trying to investigate it. Can I look at all this stuff? Whereas in a real escape room, that's like a skill. In audio, yes. it's just, did you forget to say that you looked in these corners? That's yeah, a tough balance. And it's what? not necessarily that interesting. So I have like a quick sentence in like the main like room description. And then I have a couple sentences for if they look at it. And then I have like, if it's relevant, I have a third thing. And all I have to do is look closer. Whether mm. it's, oh, I examine it for carvings or I, ex- I try to look inside yeah. it or I look underneath it. Regardless of what they say, as long as they look mm. closer, I give them the third thing. That's fair. Yeah, and I think it's a good system with occasional one, exceptions. One, Yeah. One thing um, that I will note about my notes when it comes to this sort of thing is a lot of the time I have a pretty chunky paragraph of description, but when we're running the room, I will pause halfway through it to let players have a moment to see if they want some agency in the look harder part. Mm. I will give it to them if they don't. I will just keep going, but I will try to have a pause to see if they say, oh, and what about under the pillow? Yeah, but if they don't, then you might just I'll give them under the going. pillow anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, like, I, think, I think there are some things. Like, I reckon if you were to look, say, at the bottom of the legs of a chair, like, you know, like... On the parts that are currently touching the ground, yeah, right. Like if there were secrets written on the bottom of the legs, mm. I wouldn't. I reckon you wouldn't give that to someone who just says, "I look clo- more closely at the chair." Agreed, right? Because that's such a well. Yeah, there are also some things where you want things to be hidden in such a way that they are not going to stumble upon mm. them without further information. And so there are some places where you do have to consider. And I totally agree. Yeah. Bottom of chair legs. That's a thing that you are not going to assume that they have looked at. Mm. You're right. So and I think there are exceptions place. for ex- exceptions for every rule. Totally. Yeah. I reckon like that's like I think that's a classic thing with say a door. If there is anything on the, a door as you are going through it, opening the door, mm-hmm. you will see all of that. There's no need. But for exa- example, on this part of the door, or more specifically, what we always do on the back of a door. Yeah. Because you always look at the entirety of a door when you open it. So someone who's like, ah, but you didn't say you looked at the door while you were opening it, so you never saw the message <laughs> written in front of you. It's like no, that's silly. Obviously, in real life, I would just see it. Mm. But back of the door is a classic. Yeah. People just close doors behind them. Very rarely do they then turn and look at what they've closed. So that's like, that's where we will often say like, aha, did you ever check the back of that door? You're like, no, I never did. Because mm. that's a classic kind of like hidden thing is the back of a door. And then you get the one other problem with that, which just makes it feel slightly less than satisfying is let's say there is a door. There is something written on the door. You want them to go and look at it. The door is also locked and they're going to be able to get through it later. They find the key. They go up to the door. They say, great, I walk through that door. They have not actually examined the door yet. At this point, do you say, great. Um, also, as you look through it, you see on the door that there is stuff written there. And sometimes if you're not ready for that, it can feel mm. like you're just shoving it in there but, and make you feel a little bit. But it is also a general thing. Like, of course they I feel like it has. It. You have oh, to. Oh, yeah. 
it yeah. definitely would happen. Because if it was in a room, they would have just seen it. Exactly. Yeah, it would 100% happen. It's just hard when they're doing something as victorious as unlocking and opening a door yeah, to sidetrack them Annoying, but it, that's just one of those things where it's just, ah, uh, how disappointing. Exactly. It would have been nice if you'd looked first. Yeah. Um, like, I had that in our uh, fireman room. You did. Uh, where there was a, a ladder that I unlocked. A ladder hole that was covered up by like a metal grate that was closing. It's not the... a ladder; it's a pole. Sorry, there was a fireman's pole hole that was covered up by a big metal grate, and I unlocked that thing before I even knew it was a issue. Yeah. I thought it was just an open hole, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Hey, that hole that you thought was open was actually closed, but now it's open." It's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And that's why I moved the entrance point of the room so that that was less likely to happen. Mm, yeah, but still, uh, is there anything for you, JT, when you're making this? Is there a puzzle? in this that you feel the most proud of, that you like the most? Is there a bit in this that, like, that's a cool puzzle? Is there anything like that for this room? Honestly, I think the the ship's wheel and the clock one, I think that was created. Mm-hmm. I think I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm to my own horn. I think it was reasonably creative. Mm. It was um, great. I, I love seeing that connection because it's one of those things that, you know, different people are going to notice that at different times, just looking at... That it looks like a clock, or could be analogous to a clock. you got 12 little symbols, 12 clock. Yeah. And that's a great yeah, moment of realisation for people. most people do not make that connection. Most people do not... Um, I think because they don't, they don't have to verbally describe it to audio ah. people who can't see the image. Fair point. So I think you guys got the 12 way earlier than other people. I will say a lot, like... Bill got immediately that the swords on top don't have to be on top. Yeah, that makes sense. And typically that is not a connection people make until they've tried the um, shell and the seahorse in its their native positions. That is mm. definitely what I was thinking at first. And obviously, logically, it can move, it can spin around. But yeah, I definitely would have fallen into that trap on my own. Yeah, no, the I- very first time I made that, that image, I all the symbols were just facing upright because it was easier. And ah, sure. I realized that's not, that, that, that's not good communication. No, because that would imply that it's all that's the, in the correct position. That's interesting. So I had to go through and like rotate all the little images. That's a very today. good catch, but you're right. A hundred percent. If you were think if you were looking at it and thinking it through, you'd be like, oh, well, this is clearly the right way up because mm. all the symbols are the right way up. So that was a good, that's a right. good catch. Yeah. And I think that's something that is hard to think of when you first design it but incredibly important when you're trying to solve. Speaking of incredibly hard when you're designing stuff, I feel like a captain's wheel when it comes to a pirate ship is one of those things. It is 100% an item that must be on this pirate yes, ship. You need a How many wheel things puzzle. can a wheel do? And it just, it will get harder. Mm. But yeah, it's nice. Likening to a clock, good choice. It worked very well. Thank you. Did, did you have a moment, Danny, that you felt was especially cool or fun for you? I mean, I liked all of the, uh, I liked the um, first and last section of yes. getting it from those ships' names, especially because I was doing exactly the same thing as you. I looked at the first few and I went F-O-U-R, fantastic, T-H, oh my God, it's going to spell three S. Oh, well, what the hell broken. is that? Yep, I do exactly and the same thing. Until I had written it out, even as I was writing it out, it wasn't clicking in my head in that great way that brains work until I wrote it all out. And then you said, oh, no, it says fourth. Yeah. And I realized that was exactly what I had written. Yeah, it just feels When wrong. I ran this for my roommate and a friend who was over, shout out to Maxim and Katie, uh, they were looking at this and they, they did first and last. So they did like the first and last names of the ship. Fathom's hardship. What does that mean? Mm. Nothing. Okay. What if we put them in like alphabetical order? Okay. Oh, no. That's endless major. What does that mean? Okay. 
Um, <laughs> and they just kept so going hot. through it. And after like 20 minutes, they got to, wait, F-O-U-R-T-H. Oh, it's going to be the S. No, it's not that. Okay, moving on. Uh, how else can we arrange this? And I was pacing at this point because I'd given them all the clues they needed. Mm. There's nothing more for me to read. Yeah. And I was just like um, soundlessly screaming behind them. Finish it. Finish the doing it. Do it. It uh, was your Uncle Og moment. Yeah, that was me doing Uncle Og. Um. They, they insisted no hints, but eventually I say, hey, you know that thought Katie had five minutes ago? It was a good one. Yeah. I will say there was a moment where like, I definitely wanted to try letters first, but when the last one ended with hardship and I went, it ends with ship, this is going to be words of importance or mm. pieces of words of importance. And I had no idea what I was going to do with that. I will say Fathom's Hardship is such a name that I would use for a role-playing game. That's true. That's such that sounds a, great. It's me, Fathom's Hardship. That's, it's that's not a, a bad combination of words. It just doesn't mean anything. Um, I also enjoyed, um, just just in our own thing, not thing that you had to do for the room, attempting to translate Latin without the actual book first. You pretty much I got it. I ran this game for some other a different group of friends, and one of them is a lawyer. Ah. So when he got the flag, he just <laughs> translated it. Uh, and said, oh, okay, uh, we checked the drink Martin. cabinet again. And I'm like, oh, okay, you went to law school. I'll let you skip that step. Ah, <laughs> oh, the legal pirate. <laughs> um, the one legal pirate. The one legal... Technically, you never said that these, this booty was so. yours. <laughs> the booty is public domain, and I can take it. You never registered it. Um, that is, I mean, that's fair. The the land and but things like that are fun, right? Where you have a room where there's something where as long as you don't like rely too heavily on it to gate the room, it's fun to have something where like outside knowledge can help, but is not necessary because you have the tools within the. But it's the, just a bit room. of fun to show off because it's like it doesn't change yeah. necessarily. All it did was it skipped the step of him saying, "Can I read a book about this?" And instead rewarded them as a player for being like, yeah, I just know this. And it's fun to be rewarded for outside knowledge without it breaking the room. We've had that once or twice in a real room. One I specifically remember in Canada uh, where we needed to do something about aligning planets with the moons or moons with their appropriate planets. Oh, yeah. And there was a chart that we could use. We would just need to run across to a different part of room to consult the moon Mm. chart. But we knew enough about moons moons. that we could stay in in place and do it. And it was just a little bit of fun. I did a bank vault room that had the same thing about uh, foreign currency. Mm. Yeah. Like there was a guide somewhere that had the little pamphlet that had like all the different scenes and what country they're from but if you knew it you know it yeah. another one that we had and mm. this was like one of few rooms that we got our record in because there was flag matching involved and there was an atlas we could have matched the flags but oh, yes. screw that we but know we flags. flags just like all right we've done the flags done the countries but it's good like it's a nice feeling it, it was fun that still doesn't break the room like yeah. i think that's one of those things people avoid outside knowledge very reasonably because you don't want to rely on it but it's nice to be able to reward it occasionally it's hard to incorporate a, a way that works i always want to do that because like you're talking i want to make trivia rooms and rooms where you can learn stuff in them but that's incredibly difficult to incorporate i feel like once we got through a puzzle quickly by doing simultaneous equations oh for sure i want to say something that happened to us at some point definitely we had to use simultaneous equations for things it's just a way of avoiding having to do trial and error true and it makes you feel Mm -hmm. like a 
genius while you're doing it. A genius! And it's very simple stuff. We brought algebra to you. I am am intrigued. There's always a good thing, and I think this happens a lot in Danny's rooms, which is you look at a thing, you think, here's a silly idea, and then it turns out to be correct. Like firing the cannons rather than finding a replacement wheel. It was like... Oh, maybe we could do that. Oh, maybe not. Ha ha ha. And then it is right. And, I, mm. and it's a fun feeling. Like, I should have just trusted my gut and done the stupid oh, thing. Oh, yeah. As, as soon as you said that, I went, oh, yeah, wow, that makes sense. Mm. Let's not do it yet because that'll be fun drama for later when we actually yeah. want to because that's a big dramatic moment. You don't want to start with the big dramatic moment. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. As soon as you said it, it was either try to change a wheel or explode something. Blow Come on. It's more fun. I think that um, move the cannon puzzle, I don't know how much of it, but I think I took that at least partially from the pseudo room you guys set up. In oh, that really? Us, I'm just complimenting yeah. myself. <laughs> You're so, oh, how great, us. We're so good. <laughs> I don't know how much of it was was me, but was uh, you guys or me, but I think at least some of it, I think that puzzle was taken from you guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I mean... You know what? That kind of makes me feel better. I don't, like, you know, you can look back on yourself five years ago and hate what you hear. It's nice to know there's a chance that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what, yeah, one of the things that didn't really get uh, addressed, and, and I, we kind of pointed this out as we were playing, was, like, you smartly, like, the masts clearly existed, but you didn't mention them in the room description. Ah, uh, yes, the difference so of things that happen in the intro versus... The when you take in your surroundings exactly. moment. Uh, and so we didn't look right. at the masts. And when I did, even then, it was a bit of a throwaway. Just in case, was there anything on those masts? Was that something that you deliberately did? Did you ever, like, w- think about having them in the room description or not? Or how deliberate was that as a process? Um, I put the flag fluttering in the breeze in a very, like, intro paragraph. Mm. So I get before the description, but it was mentioned. Mm. The mast... Um, because it didn't really add anything, I left them out. I, I, yeah, I think a very smart. Very I mean, smart. I actually broke a couple off just so I wouldn't have to mention them or <laughs> explain anything or have red herrings or anything. That or... actually was an interesting point that I looked at the flag immediately. Was that the first thing I did in the room? Pretty much. I that think feels so, yeah. extraordinarily lucky. I would have forgotten about it. I 100% would have. When you mentioned it that first time, I'd already forgotten yeah, right? about it. So I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> I'm just lucky I have such a bad time drawing Jolly Rogers. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have even tried drawing one. Would have forgotten about the flag immediately. <laughs> at some point, you would have asked, have we looked at everything that can be looked at? Mm. And Oh, I'm sure we could have. have and said. then we would have felt like fools. No, we didn't need to. But... We felt like smarties instead. Whew. No, no, you guys did very well. With all of our tangents, it took you guys an hour and 11 minutes. Oh, and we spent at least 45 minutes talking about... Uh, Christmas? I don't know which one of our tangents I cut out. Something silly. Um, screaming about Digimon? Uh, <laughs> I think that was before we started recording, I, think that was so I don't know if that counts. Um, well, yeah, look, it was, a, it was a nice room, and it was, it was fun. It was, it was... I want to say this in a complimentary way. It was very straightforward. Like, it was very, like, you need treasure. Great. Oh, yeah. Explore, we explore. were not confused like, about what we were after and, and what we were trying to do. And sometimes I think people get very... Com- and complicated and sometimes you've like, given me that feedback in my room sometimes just going wait what am, what's my goal yeah sometimes like i'm solving puzzles because they're there but i don't have a, yeah. i don't know what i'm working towards and this was very goal oriented from the start and we always knew what we wanted to achieve which was was very right. nice it felt good mm-hmm. to play now one of the things i did was i made like a flow chart 
of like, here's the door. It's opened by these three keys, which are blocked by, and then just made this like tree. So I could mm. tell, okay, here's where the puzzles get nested. This one's, this branch is too short. I need to add something to that puzzle. Yada, yada. Perfect arrowing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a very good way to structure a room. And it, and it did kept us, and it was, but it wasn't just like puzzly flow wise. Thematically, we, it was good. Like we knew what we wanted. And I liked that. I liked this. I was like, there's treasure. It's on the ship. It's probably locked away. Start opening stuff. Find that treasure, and it felt very uh, easy to play through because of that, which was which was lovely. Um, Good, glad to hear it. Is there anything else fun to ask or talk about with this room? There was something. Um, did there we was get something through... you mentioned you wanted yeah. to talk about? Different solutions, possibly to the cannon puzzle. Was it something like that? Or was it something different? It I... was something about the cannon. We were asking, like, at the point where we were saying, oh, "Does yes, it have a cannonball?" It was that the cannon's locked in place and the cannon, usually the, the barrel hangs out over the edge of the ship. Mm-hmm. So when you say, if you could look inside, I was like, oh, logically, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. And then you guys mentioned loading the cannon. And I was like, oh, no. They, they, <laughs> I gave them cannonballs and gunpowder to load the cannon with. Ah. Um, but now they can't. I guess it's already loaded. Good point. Mm. Didn't notice like, that. And job. it didn't seem like a cheat to me because you still had, you still found the tools needed to do the thing, even though I didn't make you actually load the cannon. Because mm. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, I would need to I move this it. cannon to load it. I so, how do I load the that. cannon if I can't, if I need to move it? The first time I ran this room, I had the cannons, I had the gunpowder, and I thought that was enough um, for them to go. But the people playing were like, wait, we have nothing to light this with. Oh, I guess that's not the solution. Let me look at yep. something else. I would have done the and same. I had to jump in and say, hey, no, you probably have a match on you or something. And so mm-hmm. I added Flint quickly to the description of the supplies. Yeah, nice. I did think of that. I just had to take the quickest moment of Flint. Wait, which one's Flint? Is Flint enough for fire or do you need other thing? Tinder. You need Tinder. Damn it. But the fuse is Tinder in this case. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, Tinder's just like hard rock to strike yeah. the Flint against. And hard. Yeah, did we have our machete? Yeah, we had a machete and a, and, a, and a piece of flint and a piece of magnesium. Glasses. <laughs> silent matches, crowbar, <laughs> dark lantern, mm-hmm. a file, a skeletonic key. These are all pirate things. These are all pirate things yes. that I would give to a bunch of pirates if they were deciding to move from piracy into burglary. To... A lot of pirate media, isn't there? Yeah. It is true. There was Can about a hundred year gap. I just let you... Take a crowbar to everything. Well, you find a yeah. clock. I crowbar it open. I okay, you find a treasure. And I destroy the stairs. You find a treasure. It's a good challenge room. I think fits in well with uh, D&D because the problem with trying to do escape room-esque stuff in a D&D game is that the person can just smash everything. So maybe that's a good idea for a future design. Anyone else wants design inspiration? Design room that must be you, All you have smash? is a crowbar. All you have is a crowbar. And you have to progress through the room. That is the only thing you have to help you. So some things will just be easily priable, easily smashable, but some things are going to require a little bit more finesse. Mm. I don't I know what that for, would be, but... I think for practice, to make sure they don't smash everything, you would have to, like, booby trap some stuff. You smash yeah. it and release the vial of acid or something. Love it. There and was if a it's moment, D&D, they have hit points. There was a moment in this room where I thought you were going to hit me with some kind of trap. I can't remember what it was. There was just something about your description of us opening something and I was just so prepared for something to blow up in our face. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> no, me either. I had to change um, some descriptions on the fly because you described yourself doing an action that was already like in the description. I'm like, mm. I don't want to repeat myself. Sure, sure. I don't want to. 
make it so obvious I'm reading off the sheet. Yeah, it is interesting. It is uh, the whether or not you change how much descriptions change is is interesting. Or whether or not like okay, sure, 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 but here's what you actually do mm-hmm. is feels relevant or good. You know, it's it's an interesting kind of uh, dance, and I and I suppose it depends on the player how much they expect that or not. Yeah. Um, I have I, definitely had moments where I've been reading my script and I've just halfway through a sentence realized, wait a second, based on exactly how they did that, that doesn't work anymore. Mm. But then again, I always expect that to, to not matter. Like I, I think sometimes when we play with guest GMs, I'll say something so absurd that I know is absurd and they'll be like, oh no, how do I make this and work? They'll be, like, overly, Don't make they'll it be work. accommodating. Don't yeah. accommodate this. We know we're doing stupid I'm stuff. I'm just being an idiot. Tell me what I actually do. <laughs> I take the key and I throw it across the room at the lock. And, and as it lands, I'm going to like tie a rope to it. I'm going to jump off the edge to turn the key by falling off the side of the boat. Don't. No, I didn't really do that. I just use the key. Please open the door for me. Well, my description of the captain's quarter includes a sentence about how you try the handle, but it doesn't move and yada, yada. Mm. But you've had the key already when yes. you first examined the door. So, and you already said, I put the lock, in, I put the key into the lock and open yeah. it. So, yeah, why would you try to open a door be- if you have the key in your hand? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So they do need to be tailored slightly to not feel silly. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting, like, Like balance. everything else, a balancing act. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You just got to change it on the fly without changing it on the fly. Yeah. Um, I lo- I really liked it. I had, had a, a great lot of time. fun playing through the room. It was great. It was a very clear image of a pirate ship, and so we knew what to do and where to be. I had a lot of fun. Is that no? I I want to say obviously it was described really well. It got all that across. Do you think there's also something inherent about certain settings like a pirate ship, just because that is such a Yep, I've got this. Yeah, I think I think partly people have an image of a pirate ship. We've talked about this before. It's like you can be like, like you can describe a captain's chambers. You almost could have got away with just saying, you went to the captain's chambers. What do you look at? It's a captain's <laughs> chambers. We'll be like, okay, can we look at the, the desk in the middle or those big windows looking out onto the ocean? Maybe the bed, the poster, the painting Definitely of the pirate the captain alcohol. himself. The alcohol. Like <laughs> these kind of fit into our own almost like, shared cultural understanding of a captain's quarters. And and I think the closer you get to that, the better in terms of us wanting to interact with stuff. Yeah, not it, was it also them. helps the creator because like, what's not a pirate ship? I know what's not a pirate yeah. ship. If mm. I was making a room in the president's private nuclear bunker, mm. I don't know I what's don't know. there. Diet Coke? Like, who knows? Um, it is it is one of those things. Yeah, and I think a setting like a pirate ship is great because we know we all have this, it's a pirate ship. There's cannons here. Like, the the it's cargo hatch. We know the cargo hatch is a series of of like cross hatched oh, yep. patterns with holes in them that we could reach one arm down. I've seen that thing. I know what it looks like. It's th- that's exactly what it is. That's true. That was a nice. I'm glad that was the first thing that happened in the proper description. Just that one because that's, that's what very drew, iconic. What very easy to draw. It makes you feel comfortable settling into yeah. it. And so things like that are, are, are helpful mm. for everybody to be on the same page. And, and just yet fun. again, so remarkable that everyone can do these things and everyone is completely different. Mm. Every designer makes it their own. It's really cool. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, I really liked it. I will take more and more pirate ship rooms. <laughs> Listen at home. Give us another pirate ship. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was great fun. Thank you for coming on and Thank running you it so for much. us. I had an absolute blast. Like, I want to make more rooms <laughs> just so I can 
experience more banter. <laughs> well, there you go. It's how you, that's the key to, the, to, to getting more banter. Write more rooms. You've got to work <laughs> for it. What were the themes of your other rooms that you said you designed? So. And we don't have to keep this in if you don't want to. I'm a bit worried it's going to make me sound like a nerd, but also we're doing oh, no. tabletop escape rooms. <laughs> I feel that's not like jock I, territory. You've got your audience. So do you know the sports of Belagarth? No, no, not at all. What is Belagarth? And I'm upset that I don't. It's medieval foam weapon fighting. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's not LARP because there's not a, you can roleplay if you want to, but there's not, that's not part of the game. Sure, sure. Yep, makes and sense. And a group of friends of mine made this thing called Questeros, where on Saturday nights when fighting's done, everyone's drinking, we give out little quests as a fun nighttime activity and give out trinkets for completing them, like in character. Our first one, we were each one member of the um we were each one member of the Hogwarts houses, <laughs> one of the founders, and giving out quests related to our particular skills and traits. And we've made our own characters in our own setting. And so I made some escape rooms with those characters and in that setting. Oh, were, I made them so I could share them with everybody, but they have enough like flavor text. And you might not recognize the characters or some of the in-jokes, but anyone can complete these rooms mm-hmm. without knowledge of the actual game. Oh, fun. That's super cool. I, I, like wonder if we, I wonder if we have any of that around our area. We used to live... Next to a bunch of, uh, they weren't LARPers and they weren't foam weapon users. They were just doing HEMA mm. out in the park uh, near where we lived. And I never, and I never once bothered them. And I should have. I should have been like, oh, hey, people doing HEMA. And I should have joined in. And I never did. Now I regret it because I don't live there anymore. Now they you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> I already do traditional Japanese weaponry, so I don't need more. I didn't. It was. It would have been as a fun thing rather than a lost opportunity. Uh, would you like me to send you the links to those rooms? Like I said, the Google Forms, so you can do them without me. Oh, oh that's yeah. fun. In that case, yeah, that'd be brilliant. That'd be heaps of fun. Please after Fantastic. email them after this. Love to. Um, I like Bill. Oh wait, you're not participating? Absolutely, one hundred percent. No, it's, I don't have to schedule and and organize recordings. I think. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's great. And look, if you ever have another a full room like this that you write and you want to run, like let us know and we can get you back on and do another oh, one. Oh, yeah, it's, you're welcome back anytime. It's great. It was a lot of fun oh, to do this you. one. Uh, yeah, one. I don't have any inspiration at the moment, but I would love to do another room. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the crowbar just, wasn't enough? Yeah, come on, crowbar room. What are you talking about? <laughs> I keep wanting to make one for like my Digimon game, and I just keep thinking, they're Digimon. Why wouldn't they just blast through everything? This is going to be the tricky one. Like This is the second time in recent times that the idea of a Digimon room has come up, and mm. I, I do have some pressure to make one. Well, look, Wall Greymon can't blast his way out when he's surrounded by Metal Seedramon. If all the walls <laughs> are made of Metal Seedramon, then what are you going to do? Um, oh, Metal Seedramon, that's a scary one. Metal Seedramon! That's probably how it sounds. Wait, who did you say couldn't blast out? Uh, War Greymon. Like War um, Greymon? He... Excuse me. Did you... In the... Yeah. In the end, I believe he is specifically there <laughs> just to fight Metal Seedramon. He has Cedramon. Draymond Destroyers on his arms, and he killed Metal Seedramon by yeah. flying through the snout and all the way through the body. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Just give him... Just, everyone's only got Argumon who can't do anything. What a nerd. Everybody's only got... Uh, who does Pepper Breath? Um, yeah, that's Argumon. Argumon. No, yeah, that's Argumon. What is... Um, 
what's the stupid? Who does boom bubble? <laughs> That's um. Patamon. Patamon. If you give everybody Patamon, there's no way they're getting out of anything. Boom bubble doesn't do anything, you idiot. It's a weak, and Patamon weak can fly, so you losing. could do something with a lot of verticality. Actually, that'd be an interesting. Yes, you could have. You, only... you could be a creep jumping on like Angemon's back, where it's just like I don't know if you're a kind of a pet or a friend anymore. You're just like a big man. You're just like a grown man. <laughs> I'm Angemon. Hmm. Give me treats. Hey, we're good friends, yeah. little girl. You're a creep, man. You're like an old angel man. I'm going through the podcast. And I'm only on the Descent of the Culloden's mm-hmm. uh, story arc. Oh yeah. Have you done an escape room where the participants could fly? I don't think we have ever done um, a flying room. We have, have slightly, I believe, in Lands Guest GM room where we oh, had superpowers. I believe one of us gained bit. some flight power. Have some flight power for a, oh, for a little okay. bit in one of the rooms. Mm. But in general, no, we haven't Not done so bird, much. bird person room. No vertical rooms. Uh, not one that I'm very experienced at. So thank you so much for coming on to Running the Room. We had heaps of fun. absolute pleasure. And I hope that we get the chance to play another one in the future sometime. Yeah, if you have another one, let us know. Not, not have, too soon. So we, don't want, we don't want to take all of your creative stuff and just use it for our own. Yeah, that's true as well. That's fair. <laughs> I had so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I will, I, as soon as I come up with another room idea and fully develop it, I will reach out again. Yeah, beautiful. Fantastic. And thank you, everybody at home, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Danny, for playing you too. with us. For everyone at home, if you want to help support the show, it's always appreciated. You can leave a review. You can just spread the word in person, online. Word of mouth is one of the best things for podcasts. People need personal recommendations because there's so many podcasts out there. So tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell, tell an acquaintance. Tell your most famous friend. Tell your most famous friend, whoever that may be, unless it's us, <laughs> in which case, <laughs> get better friends. Um... <laughs> thank you so much Your for listening friends? if you want to support the show uh, as well you can sign up for the Patreon uh, anybody who signs up at any level can appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms uh, and then there's also a whole or set in this of, room like Captain First and Last like Captain First thank and Last um, and then there's a whole series of there's a new bonus episode every week for patrons at the $5 tier and up there's playtest audio there's two minute mysteries there's a whole bunch of weird fun silly stuff and there are badges for other donors and it's just a really helpful way to support the show and solve this murder and anything else that we create and do it just helps us make cool stuff so thank you so much to all of the supporters who are on patreon and if you want to sign up please do and we'll say thank you in person uh all right thank you everybody thank you danny thank you jt bye thank you danny thank you bill yeah bye